0: Hi, welcome to the Mom Chief of Everything podcast with Dr. Jeanette DeWitt. This is the podcast where we talk about how to achieve time freedom and optimal health so you, as a mom, can reduce your risk of a health scare and create fun family memories without breaking the bank. I am your hostess, Dr. Jeanette DeWitt, owner of DeWitt Physical Therapy and Wellness, where I help moms and their families feel better faster in my office or through the online convenience of their smartphone. I am a married mom with two daughters. I am also a physical therapist, athletic trainer, and fitness nutrition coach. Before we start today's episode, I want to let you know about my free Facebook group called Mom COE. I do a live training in the group each week to empower moms and tackle the challenges we moms face every day. This group is where you can ask me questions personally, and I will give you customized feedback You can also find me on YouTube at my channel, Jeanette DeWitt, where I create videos to express gratitude, teach exercise tips, and discuss tips to relieve aches and pains. If you are interested in those, then request to join the Facebook group and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Let's get started with today's episode. everyone. Today, I want to welcome Jojo Rankin and to the Mom Chief of Everything podcast. Jojo is a mom, foster mom, and nurse who specializes in creating clear communication to strengthen relationships with families. Jojo, can you get us started today by sharing a bit about yourself and why you are so passionate about what you do? Yeah, so
1: so like you said, I'm a foster mom, I'm a nurse, um, but my husband and I started being foster parents two thousand and twelve, so about six years um, we've always seen a drastic need for strength in families, um, but it really hit us home for when, on two instances really um, one was when we became foster parents, we realized the drastic um, the drastic pain that a lot of families go through um, a lot of a lot of things that could be solved that weren't solved just if they would have fixed a little bit of communication or, you know, we've had a lot, I mean, I I guess a lot of people think that foster care equals drugs and stuff like that, but it doesn't always, doesn't always start there. Um, Usually it starts with just not positive relationships within the family. Um, And then the second thing that reason why we really pushed for um, what we're doing is, so I'm a nurse and um, I work at a trauma hospital and there was a mass shooting where I'm at. Um, And that day I had to help families. Yeah. I had to help families identify their, the victims. Um, and so that really hit me home. Like all you have really is your family, you know, and, and the relationships we have are so important. So from that day forward, my husband and I were like, okay, we, we really have to keep on top of our communication as well as like helping families discover how to find peace at home. Because I feel like you never know when tomorrow is and you never know what's going to happen. Um, so I think it's very important to to keep your family number one.
0: Right, absolutely. And and you certainly have had some experience as a foster mom. When we talked a little bit before the, the podcast, you've been a foster mom for twenty-eight children. That's twenty-eight different yeah. personalities and probably twenty-eight <laughs> <Yes>. different ways. <laughs> 28 different ways of communicating, so what similarities did you yeah. witness in that, and then where did everyone seem to find common ground?
1: Um, so, so we usually take from zero to five, but our main age range was um, toddlers, Just because I, I work full-time, and, you know, I need to be able to, and and they have a lot of toddler resources here where I'm at, and so For us, it was a very big thing to do toddlers, Um, and and you can kind of help shape and mold them and teach them how to properly communicate and how to be in a family at such a young age. Um, Now, would we ever change our ages? Yeah, we probably will eventually, but for now, I mean, those ages fit for our family. Um, But as far as the different, the, the difficulty is, like, every child comes from a different background, a different situation, and a different reason why they came into care. Um, So I think the biggest thing was just positive communication, showing them that they matter from the beginning, Um, helping them see that, you know, they they do matter, they are going somewhere and that they can overcome hard things. Um, Teaching them how to handle their emotions is definitely the biggest strength you can have on your side, you know, helping them take accountability for their emotions. Now, some kids are so young and they don't quite comprehend it but it also starts with you as parents. You know, if, if my husband and I are frustrated, then the kid's going to feel frustrated. So I think the biggest thing is keeping that positive relationship between my husband and I, which helped bring peace to the home, which a lot of these kids have never had peace in their home. You know, there's always fighting for their homes, you know? And so when they come to ours that, you know, we don't discuss things that aren't age appropriate for the children, you know, and um, we know their mile marks, which helps as well. But I think the biggest thing is just that positive communication, letting them know that they matter and that they can do the hard thing that they're asked to do at such a young age.
0: That's great. And so what um, three tips would you give? It sounds like communicating with toddlers is on a whole different level, but the communication with your husband, what three tips really might work that worked for you might work for other families so that mom and dad can be like on the same page? And kind of a united, a united front with the
1: kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think it's hard too with some marriages, like, you know, maybe your spouse isn't fully on board, but you can still change yourself. You know, you don't have to wait for your spouse. And I feel like that's what a lot of people feel like. Well, I'm stuck in this relationship that, you know, it's not going anywhere, but you can change you and you can better you. But I would say the biggest things that, that we do, um, and you can use them on your spouse or the children the biggest things that we do in our marriage and for the kids is show trust, show when, you know, I trust you because, and then, you know, you give why you trust them, show love and affection. Um, Now, not everybody has that love language, you know, um, to be touched or whatever, but showing them that they matter goes a long way for the spouse as well as for the child and then serve and forgive. You know, it's so Mm -hmm. easy to um, kind of just, just let go of things but it you're a mom you're a wife you know I mean service is kind of one of our job titles right (laughs) you know and to forgive you know life is not always easy and it's not always bliss but I, I would strongly say like um you know having those conversations with your spouse, if it's, if it's, you're having struggle with the children, if that's one of your big hurdles, having that conversation by saying, I feel this, you know, I feel frustrated because I feel like we're not on the same page and come up with ways in advance to um, handle situations. If that made sense. I hope that made sense. Right. Exactly. And
0: and I know we kind of have, it's not maybe a spoken rule, but uh, it's definitely something that we do in our house is that we don't, if something happened the day before and we've worked that through, we don't yep. bring that up again the next day or a week later. That's not really fair fighting for us and our family. We've moved yep. on with that. Yes, there could have been a consequence to a behavior or something, but we don't keep um, dwelling on a situation from the day before. Right, we don't pinpoint or we
1: don't pinprick, I mean we don't pin prick what happened, and we don't try to just give stabs you don't I feel hurt, so you should feel hurt too, like we're not siblings, we're couples, you know right and I think that's a big right. factor
0: yeah, but and you and you mentioned the trust factor, what are some ways when trust has been broken that um you, you're able to restore that trust, and some children you know who haven't really seen that, haven't witnessed that.
1: Right. And so I, I think it, it's a little different for children versus husband and wife, but we can kind of cover both because for children, Absolutely. I feel like they just want to know are there. They want to know that they matter. I think those are the basic two things they want to feel validated and they want to feel like you're always going to be in their corner, you know, and where if we're attacking them with negative communication, um, they're not always going to feel like they're in their corner. They're going to feel trapped and they're going to feel stuck and they're going to fight back, which, you know, and they don't understand always how to explain how they feel like our seven year old. um, Sometimes we really have struggled just, you know, talking with him because we do our snuggle time and everything, but because he's so much younger and because he's had so many losses in his life and he's, he's been through probably 15 of our children that we've had. So, we have to kind of address things differently for him versus how we would address it with our other children. Um, Because he just wants to know that he matters. That's his number one. He wants to feel validated and like he matters. So for him, if I'm mad at him, I just have to say, you know what, I think we need to hug this out and then we can sit down and talk. So I think that's our biggest thing. Um, I think for a husband and wife, I think it's boundaries, understanding clear Mm -hmm. boundaries of what is acceptable, what is not acceptable.
0: Right. That's great. That's great. Thank you for that. Um, For parents out there and trying to communicate, restore trust, creating healthy relationships, what, do you have any strategies, specific strategies that you use? Uh, You mentioned kind of a few, making sure that you say, I feel this way, or maybe I need this um, what are some other strategies that have worked or that you've seen other families model that people could go ahead and, and utilize in their own home?
1: Right, so and I think depending on their age obviously and how long you've done this, but I feel like every child wants to know that they matter to their parents, but um, snuggle time is what we do in our home. Each child gets a certain amount of time to just sit and talk to either Corey or me or both or. You know, and they get to reflect on their day, or...
0: We lost JoJo for a second, so I apologize for that. I think we're going to get her back here. Yes. Oh, there we go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what happened there? That was interesting. I don't know. Um, where was I at on that one? Yes, yeah, okay, so you were I, talking about... I was stuff. talking about... Some of the time. Okay. So yeah, so I think that goes a long way because it's one-on-one individualized time and you can address certain issues that you've noticed. Like, hey, you know, I, I've i noticed and taking accountability as a parent for your own emotions. You know, you can't say, you always do this to me. No, you got to take mm-hmm. accountability. I feel sad because, you know, this hurt my feelings because they're still learning just like us. We're all learning how to communicate and we're never perfect as moms. I don't want to feel like I'm a perfect mom on communication because there's times where, you know, you just want to rip your hair out and sometimes you just have to take a breath and just say, you know what? I need a minute and lock your door and just say, okay, how am I going to address this situation? Because I'm going to explode if I don't cool down, you know? And I feel like moms, we have a tough job. We really do. You know, there's no perfect mom out there. So I don't want anyone to feel like they're beating themselves up if they yell or whatever, but there are ways to kind of overcome these hurdles as a mom. Um, and I think the biggest one is, is, knowing your child, knowing how they communicate best and teaching them that you can, you can have your own accountability as a mom. Um, You can, you can show them that they matter. And I think that's one of the biggest ways. So we do snuggle time every day and that gives our kids a way to express anything that they're thinking, anything that happened at school, anything that they're struggling with. It's fair game to talk about, you know, because then you get to know what's, what's wrong with your communication if they're telling you hey mom i feel like you don't listen on this or you don't let ever let me finish my sentences that's a huge factor
0: right that's a great that's a great idea too um, because when people think of snuggle time and they might have you know a tween that tween might not want you know, the actual snuggle, but they yeah. do want, and I feel oh. like they do crave that one-on-one attention. Right. Sometimes and in multiple sibling homes, that can be really a challenge, yeah. because uh-huh. you know, especially, yeah, I look at my own situation right now, my husband's on third shift, and so w- there's usually one parent with both kids while the other parent is working. <laughs> Um, so it's really hard to give that one on one time, but designating some time to do that. I think, I think you hit the nail on the head, you know, right. and, and then modeling the behavior too, as a parent. That's right. That's and great. I think
1: another one too, is just go on car rides. They talk a lot on car rides. Teenagers <laughs> yes. talk so much car rides. walks I, and they'll chat your air off and
0: you know, not everyone does, but those help. Right, or if you're carpooling them with their friends, that's a great time to really hear what's going on because I've noticed that as we started, you know, more get-togethers and we're carpooling, there's a lot of conversations that I pick up on like, oh, I didn't know they were talking about this type of thing. (laughs) Yep, exactly, knowing their friends. Yes, exactly. Now some of the experience that, experiences that you've witnessed as a foster mom and of course as a nurse how can you share like one or two experiences that um, really impacted you? I know that you said the the mass shooting of course was really impactful but could you share a couple of experiences that um, you were involved with with helping parents kind of re-establish that trust with their children or maybe regain custody back with their children. What did you do in communication with um, situations like that? Because there are quite a few foster moms and, and foster families um, that kind of pay attention to what I'm doing, and I think this would be really helpful for them.
1: Yeah, and I think, I mean, there's lots of trainings as foster parents about communication and stuff like that. You're required CEUs, but, I think the biggest thing is knowing, um, like for, for instance, a year and a half ago, we had a child for a year and, and, you know, we just tried to work with the parents because they weren't, the parents were not bad people. There was no, there was not a lot of danger in their. Um, I mean, obviously children are always removed for a reason, but, um, for in their situation, they were making addictions and these addictions, they were becoming clean as a couple. And so we would teach them, hey, you know, when you guys argue or whatever, that's painful for the child. So we would teach them positive ways to talk to the children because they had six kids um, that they were trying to get back. So they, we would teach them, you know, there's boundaries that are acceptable and boundaries that are not acceptable. And then we would talk to them about, um, you know, how you communicate with each age group. And we would, we would, we actually printed off age group appropriate stuff for them because I feel like lack of education is huge. Uh,
0: We might have lost uh, Jojo again. So just bear with us. Uh, She's taking time off of her nursing schedule to join us today. I appreciate your patience with that. If this continues, uh, I'll go ahead and, and wrap up, but we'll try and get her back. all right well as you've heard from jojo today she's given some really really great information and one of the things that she's really stressed is that positive communication Um, and she's mentioned too about three specific tips that we we can use as parents with showing trust showing love and affection and then serving and forgiving I think as parents that we we sometimes think we have to do this really really big thing to serve others and we don't have to do that if we're serving our children and serving our family that may be where we are at this point in our life phase so don't beat yourself up if you're like if you see people going on mission trips or they're doing a lot of service projects with their school or with their community Maybe your role right now is to serve your family and serve them really, really well, like exceptionally well. And when we are building strength in our families, you know, JoJo has given some really good information. And I'll make sure I put, um, if she has other information that she wanted to add so you can learn more about her, I'll make sure I I add this in um, to a link on our Facebook group, Mom COE, or you can actually reach out to me via private messenger at Jeanette DeWitt, and um, I'll make sure I get information if you want to hear more from JoJo. But I think those three tips that she gave are really, really important. Showing trust, showing love and affection, and serving and forgiving. And that service may just be you showing up as a mom or a dad every day and taking that one-on-one snuggle time that she talked about so that you have that one-on-one attention with your children. This has been a great episode. I apologize for some of the technical difficulties that we have. She works at a hospital, sometimes with hospitals. The internet connections aren't as good as we would like them to be because obviously of all the equipment and technology that's present, um, the cell phones can really interfere with that connection. So I appreciate you being patient. I hope that you got a lot out of today. I appreciate JoJo for coming on the show today. And sharing those three tips about communication and expressing trust, showing love and affection, and serving and forgiving. That is all for today. Until next time, be bold, be beautiful, and be you. Thank you so much for joining today's episode of the Mom Chief of Everything podcast with Dr. Jeanette DeWitt. If you liked what you heard today and want to get more connected with other moms who are chief of everything, then please visit the Facebook group C O E to request to join. I would love to welcome you to an amazing group of moms just like you. You can also connect with me on YouTube by subscribing to my channel. Just search for Jeanette DeWitt. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. Be bold, be beautiful, be you.